Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Birth Worker Podcast, your go-to source for all things related to building a successful doula career in person and online. I'm your host and fellow birth worker, Kylie Banks, and today's episode is all about starting and growing your own birth story podcast. As doulas, we know the power of storytelling in the birth world. Of course we do, right? Sharing our own birth experiences and then hearing those of others can be incredibly transformative for not only us, for our clients, really for all parents to be. And as birth workers, we actually have a really unique perspective that we can offer. And so if you're interested in starting your own birth story podcast, or if you're looking for strategies to help you grow your existing podcast, you are in the right place. First off, let's talk about the benefits of even starting a podcast. So for one, it's a really great way to share your knowledge and expertise while also getting the chance to learn from other people. You can use your own podcast to connect with other birth workers and other parents in your local community too. And so I don't want you to think that podcasting is all about worldwide, creating a worldwide network. Yes, of course it can, but it will absolutely transform your ability to connect with your local community too. It could be an amazing opportunity to promote your doula business to your local community and build your brand locally. So just think about it. If you're trying to grow your presence in your local town, if you were to create a podcast for your local community where you brought on and interviewed fellow birth workers or or providers, practitioners, OBs, midwives, lactation consultants, other moms to tell their stories and their experiences of the hospitals or giving birth at home with midwives or free birthing in your community, just think how transformative that would be for your local community. So it's definitely something that I wish I did when I was starting. And I know that it would have helped me grow my in-person business way faster than it grew. So starting a podcast could be an amazing thing. Yes, to grow your worldwide network, but also grow your local community. I just want to say too, that starting a podcast is an amazing way to create long form content on a regular basis. And so for us, just think like I film, I record the birth worker podcast twice per week from those two podcasts. I create a blog for each of them, right? So that's more content. That's now four pieces of content instead of just two. Each podcast also gets turned into an email newsletter that I send my email list. So there we have six pieces of content essentially in one week. And then each podcast, we create at least three social media posts from. And so I lost count, but I think there we have like at least 12 pieces of content just from recording my podcast every single week. So what an amazing way to not only create consistent content, but then repurpose that content way beyond podcasting. Like I'm literally 
obsessed. (laughs) So if you've decided that you want to start a podcast, the next question is, how do you even get started? And so there are some big first decisions that you need to make. And the first one is to define your niche. And so this episode is specifically about starting a birth story podcast, which you might be thinking like, isn't that a niche in itself? Like birth stories, isn't that a niche? But actually, I think you need to get even more specific about what type of birth stories you want to share. Are you going to focus on home births, hospital births, free births, birth center births, or a combination of all four? Will you share stories about VBAC or loss or maybe exclusively stories from first-time moms? Will you do interviews with parents? Will you do interviews with other birth workers? Both maybe? So whatever it is, defining your niche is going to help you really create a clear vision for your podcast and help you attract the right kind of audience from day one. Then once you've considered your niche, you need to actually take a second and decide what kind of format are your podcast episodes going to be. So how long are episodes going to be? Are you going to do episodes like I do that are solo or guest interviews where people come on and share their own birth stories? Are you going to do episodes where you answer questions like I do on my Friday episodes, right? There's so many different kinds of formats. Um, So how long will they be? Are you going to share other people's birth stories or just your own? Um, Are you going to have people come on and tell their story uninterrupted? Or is there going to be like some back and forth? And then even like, do you want to have a co-host or do you want to just fly solo and do it on your own? There's really no wrong or right answer here, but it's important to not only think about what type of format is going to be most engaging for your audience, but it's just equally as important to ask yourself, what kind of content do you feel most comfortable creating? Now, I do have to say, in my opinion, the easiest type of content to come up with or podcast content rather, or like podcast format even, is an interview style podcast. And that's why I wanted to make this episode about doing birth stories, sharing birth stories on a podcast, because the great thing is, is that essentially you can just have a guest come on your show and you don't have to pre-write any script or come up with a bunch of ideas, nothing like that. You could literally just have someone jump on Zoom with you, click record and have them tell their story. And you can ask questions if you have questions, you can chat back and forth, whatever that looks like, but you don't actually have to like come up with content ahead of time. So I think that's actually one of the easiest ways to do it. I would say the second easiest way to do a podcast would be to answer questions like I do in my three and 15 episodes on Fridays. That is also a super easy format. So I just wanted to share that, uh, authentically share that with you um, in terms of what's the easiest content to make. All right, so now once you've defined your niche, you've figured out what kind of format you wanna have, it's time to make a lot more decisions. Like what is the name of the podcast gonna be? How often are you going to release episodes and which day of the week are you going to release episodes? And then of course, you can't forget to create the podcast art. You have to create a short intro episode introducing you to your audience of listeners. And then once you've done all those things, then it's time to start recording. 
And I promise you, you do not need any fancy equipment when you're getting started. Yes, you can upgrade later if you decide that podcasting is something that you really love doing, but you don't need that from the beginning, right? All you need essentially is a decent quality microphone and a quiet space to record. Like those two things are mandatory, but nothing else is mandatory. And of course, there's plenty of affordable options online, Amazon, whatever. You could probably go to Facebook Marketplace even, and you could even actually record and edit your podcast on your cell phone if you want, if you have a nice quality cell phone, if if you're on a tight budget. But what I did and what I recommend for a lot of my students is starting with a, a microphone like the Blue Snowball mic, and I just got that on Amazon. And then I recorded in my closet record in your closet. Make sure wherever you're recording, there's a lot of like soft stuff around you. So don't record in an empty room or an empty closet. The 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 sound will just bounce off essentially all the walls and create a really weird sound. So you actually want to put like soft things around you. So when I started and I was recording in my closet, I would put pillows around me. When I was recording in Israel recently, I put a blanket over my head and my microphone. Um, Now I have definitely upgraded my podcast studio. So I have a nicer microphone, a nicer setup. I have a bunch of sound panels on my walls. And so that's why I get such a high quality sound, but it's not something that you need when you're starting, especially if you are just dipping your toes and you don't even know if you want to go full in on creating a podcast. All right. After that, as you begin recording, I really want to give you some tips because it's really important that you remember that the key to a successful birth story podcast is creating that space for vulnerability and creating that space for authenticity. And so if you have guests coming onto your podcast to tell their stories, I really want you to practice encouraging them to share their stories in their own words, without judgment from you, without interruption from you, without you sharing all of your stories too. And eventually what's going to happen is you're going to learn how to delicately balance, how to guide the story in a certain direction without creating an environment that causes your guests to actually shut down and not want to tell their story. And Of course, this is birth we're talking about. It's an event where a large number of people come out on the other side really traumatized. And so, of course, we have to mention that when we're talking about sharing birth stories on a podcast. And so it's really important for you to just be sensitive to any triggers, be sensitive to any traumatic experiences that might actually come up during the conversation. And I have to be honest too, It's a really interesting road to navigate sharing birth stories or creating a birth story podcast. And you might know that before the Birth Worker podcast, I had a podcast called Our Birth Wisdom, where I shared stories. I had a birth story podcast. And that's why I can say authentically (laughs) with experience that it can be a really interesting road to navigate when you're sharing birth stories, when you're inviting women onto your platform to share their own birth stories. And I bet a lot of you are thinking, maybe you don't want to admit it, but I bet at least some of you are thinking, well, you know, I only want to share the positive stories. I really don't want to share the bad ones. I really don't want to have guests on that pathologize the birth experience 
And if that is you, if you're thinking something like that, I just want you to know that you're definitely not alone in feeling that way. And that's why it's really important for you to decide your niche. What kind of stories are you going to be sharing? And then set a boundary around that, not only for you, but for your listeners too, right? Uh, If someone is planning a free birth, for instance, they probably listen to the Free Birth Society podcast. Well, if Emily on the Free Birth Society podcast started sharing free birth stories, hospital birth stories, home birth stories, you name it, then the women who are planning to have a free birth aren't really going to relate to that content anymore, right? So that's why it's really important that you decide to have a niche and decide what kind of stories you're going to be sharing and then stick to that. And when you're making that decision, don't choose that for anyone else besides you. This is your business. You get to run your business literally however you want. So do not make that decision based on anyone else, based on um, what you think anyone else is going to think of you or nothing like that. Like literally make that decision however you want based on what you want. All right. Now let's talk about strategies for growing your podcast And so the very first step is to promote it online wherever you currently have a community. So on your website, are people clicking your website? Probably. You should have a website if you don't. So start sharing your podcast on your website. You should also share it on your social media channels. So like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook groups, wherever you already have that community. And then share each episode with those people and encourage them to share it with their networks too. So that's really how we grow our reach is encouraging our community to share it with their community. And then they share it with their community and then with their community. And then it just grows like wildfire. I also really encourage you to collaborate with other birth workers and other podcasters too, to essentially cross promote each other's content. And so we have a lot of women inside the birth worker membership who have podcasts and I love to see them collaborate with each other. It is absolutely amazing. And just some of these collaborations that they've been able to put together have been amazing. We have a student who had Dr. Stu on her podcast. We have another student who ended up telling her birth story on the Birth Trauma Mama podcast. And so just collaborating with other podcasters and other birth workers can go a really long way. Something else that you have to do is to create engaging show notes and blog posts for each episode. And so what this is going to do is it's not only going to make your podcast more accessible to those who prefer to read rather than listen, but what it's going to do is it's also going to help with search engine optimization, which we just talked about a couple weeks ago, and it's going to make your podcast even more discoverable to the people who are going to Google to type in their questions. And that's a really, really important step to creating content like podcasting, because we don't want to spend all our time creating a podcast and trying to grow a podcast if it's not actually going to grow or, or go anywhere. And more importantly, if it's not going to lead to some kind of income. And so finally, since this is a business, this has to be sustainable income for you. So you need to start thinking of ways that you want to monetize your podcast if this is something that you're going to be spending a substantial amount of time on. And just to give you an idea of how long it takes to actually put together a podcast, when I first started, 
it would essentially take me eight hours to put together one podcast. And so that would include recording, editing, writing the email, show notes, and like uploading it and promoting it on social media. But we've actually gotten it down to like a science now in my business where sometimes, like let's say my three and 15 episodes on Fridays, maybe take about 25 minutes to record, another maybe five to 10 minutes to edit. And then it takes my team just about 30 minutes to put together all of the the copywriting and maybe another 30 minutes to schedule. So like an hour and a half is how fast we've gotten. Definitely did not start there. So started way closer to eight to maybe 10, 12 hours per episode. But regardless, you need to know that you absolutely can make money from your podcast you can and you should be making money from your podcast. And you can do that through sponsorships, affiliate marketing, or even selling your own programs and offers directly on your podcast. And of course, it's important to stay true to your values and to not compromise your integrity, but there are plenty of opportunities to generate income from your podcast. And so just look at me, for example, right? I have not done any sponsorships here on the podcast, on the Birth Burger podcast, and I'm not going to say that I never will do any sponsorships, but I have found other ways to turn this podcast into income for my business. And so what do I do? I recommend products that I love like Airtable, birthburger.com slash Airtable or Thrivecart, birthburger.com slash Thrivecart, but also I recommend courses that I love. So Amy Porterfield, she has a program called DCA. I talked a lot about that last fall. So not only do I recommend products and courses that I love, but most importantly, I have created online offers and online programs that I talk about on this podcast all the time. And I talk about them shamelessly because I know just how good my programs are and I know just how much that they can help change your life, especially if you already love this podcast. <laughs> it's almost a no-brainer to come learn from me inside my programs like the Birth Worker Academy or the CBE training program if you are already listening to this podcast and love this podcast. And if you leave here with anything today, just know that starting and growing a podcast can be a powerful tool for building your doula, doula business in person, but also online, okay? And it can also be a really powerful tool in helping you connect with your local birth community and mothers worldwide. So in person, online, local, worldwide, doesn't matter, a podcast will absolutely help you get there. And by defining your niche, creating engaging content on a regular basis, and then promoting your podcast strategically, you can not only build a loyal audience, but you can also make a meaningful impact in the birth community beyond your small town or beyond your big city. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Birth Worker Podcast. If you are new here, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you are thinking about starting a podcast, or maybe you already have one, take a screenshot of your phone right now and share this to your stories on Instagram and tag me 
at Birth Burger Podcast, because I don't want this conversation about podcasting to stop anytime soon. And the reason that is, is because this podcast is hands down the best thing that has ever happened to my business. And so not only should you take a screenshot, share it to your stories and tag me. So I know that you're thinking about starting a podcast too, but I also want you want you to be on the lookout for a podcast workshop with me in the coming months, because I'm literally dying to share everything that I've learned along the way, like how I set up the systems to make this podcast the easiest content to create in my business and how I launched this podcast at number 15 in the entire United States and how I stayed in the top 100 for nearly a full year. Yep, you heard that right. We are sitting at number 97 right now in the United States for career podcasts, a full 10 months after launching this podcast last summer. I cannot believe it, but also in some ways I can believe it because I've learned so much about podcasting and I've really built the systems in my business to support me in creating this twice weekly content every single week without burning out. All right, you beautiful people. I will see you back here on Friday for a three and 15 episode. Don't forget to share this episode to your stories and tag me so I can know that you are pumped about learning about podcasting. And that will be the kick in the butt that I need to finally put together a workshop for you on podcasting. All right. I will see you right back here on Friday.